world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I got some edgy stuff to say today. It's, it's, it's like that every day, isn't it, really? And, uh... Michelle would attest to this. I was, up, I was up five. She got up pretty early this morning. We don't have any heat. <laughs> so we're sitting out by the our, our gas fireplace, keeping warm. It'll be fixed here in a couple of days, but it's cold here in Ohio. And I want you to know that I don't, I don't get up in the morning and uh, prepare for the show and look for controversial things. That's not, not at all what I'm trying to do. As I, as I prepare a show, I look across the spectrum of what's going on in America and understand this. That there's a multi-fronted, is that, is that a word? multi-fronted uh, assault on, uh, on, uh, on America. And I happen to believe that it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's multi-fronted. Uh, t- the two in America, here's what I guess, here's what, here's what I'm get, getting at. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, freedom. So conversely, where the spirit of the Lord isn't, there's what? There's bondage, control, Tyranny, what would it be? And somewhere along the line, the two institutions that we as Christians have most depended on have dropped the ball on us. In fact, both, I, I would say this, look, I don't care if you get mad, go watch some, go ahead and watch something else. Say, coach, uh, you're all, well, anyway, uh, those two institutions are the, are the government, the government. Folks, this is not a Christ-friendly government. Why? Psalm 2, the kings of this earth are conspiring. This is a, this is a worldwide takedown, of, an attempted takedown by the evil one of Christianity. White evangelical Protestants are the number one enemy of our government. Do you understand that? Do you understand that or not? See, not about, it's not about race. I'm not, I don't mean the white guy is better than anybody else. But if we look across the spectrum of America, you have to understand this. They have destroyed the black family. They've destroyed it. Look at what's going on in the inner cities. And so they don't even have to do anything anymore because the, the inner city black, black America is so struggling because of the damage that was done to it with the, what, what was the, the great uh, Linda Johnson ushered it in, the great whatever, the welfare state, all that stuff, crippled, crippled the black community. Great society. Thank you, Spirit. The great society. It's come in and destroyed. It destroyed. It, isn't it amazing? The only one they haven't really destroyed yet is you look across the spectrum. See, they've, indiv- they've divided us into subgroups, right? Whites, blacks, Chinese, lesbians. They, they, they divide us into groups. And then they ask us to join one of them. 
identify as one of them. And then when you identify as that group, then they systematically destroy the group or pit the groups against each other. I'm, I'm painting a picture. I hope, you, hope you're picking up. I hope you're picking up on it. And the and their their last attempt, if they can conquer white evangelical Protestantism, it's almost game over. It's almost game over. And that's that's what's going on. Because the kings of this earth are conspiring against the Lord, against his anointed. That's how this thing's played out. And the white evangelical Protestant, call whatever you want to, church, has no idea that we're in a war. In fact, the I, I don't know what the statistics would be, and I don't really care. The majority, probably, of Christians think we are about to, something's going to happen and the world's going to end. Now, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Do you know this? Do you know that your end could be tomorrow? You personally could die tomorrow. Do you know that? You understand that, don't you? In, in a lot of different ways. Your life is in the Lord's hand, and he can take you any time. He desires to take you. So this idea that we are somehow going to, every one of us here, survive until the second coming rapture of Jesus Christ and church is taken out. Can I tell you something? I think that's foolishness. Can I, I'm just telling you. I think that's foolishness. Wait a minute. Not foolishness that that's going to happen, but foolishness that we live our lives counting on that. I can't, I can't even, what, would the average person not go to work just believing that, uh, you know, the engineer anyway, and I'm going to be taken. Why do you guys work? Why do you save money? Why do you buy stuff? Why do you have food? If you believe that this thing's about, about over. And so because of that, see, the enemy has, has taken the, the government and has weaponized the government against white. I'm, I'm not racist. It's race. See, you think that way, right? White evangelical Protestant Christians. That's who they're after. Hey, can I tell you this? They are, I don't even know if they have to go after the Catholics. They already got a fake pope. And the Catholics are so screwed up that they know the pope's fake and still follow the church. I, I mean, you figure that one out for me, will you? You say, well, that's not that's not real Christianity. That's not real Catholicism. Well, what are, what are you following? What are you following then? But see, it's not the Catholics. We have fake Protestantism. We got Protestant churches accepting homosexuality. We got one of the world's most famous Christian performers okay with her niece in a getting married to another woman, right? It's infiltrated every area. Psalm 11:3 says, "If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do?" So I don't come here every day and say, woe is me, things are getting bad. Oh, what are we going to do? I'm coming here every day and say, listen, this is going on and we got to stop it. And this is going on and we got to stop it. And this is going on and we got to stand up and push back against it. Why? Because we're to have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. We're supposed to expose them. Huh? We're supposed to we're supposed to push back against the forces of darkness. That's what we're supposed to do. But we're not taught that in our churches. Why? Because our churches are captured. They are captured. Amen. And we have to reach the point where we have got to call out the church. We've got to call us. We have to let people know, hey, listen, I'm not trying to be your enemy, but I'm going to tell you something. You know that church where you're going to? That's a phony church. That is not a Christian. That, that's partial gospel. That's not the full gospel. 
Because if your church never stands up and pushes back against the forces of darkness, if they never stand up and point it out and point you, point you where that darkness is and how they're after your children and how they're after your health, if they never should point out to you these things that are going on, if they're only telling you that the end is coming, I would tell you this. Get the hell out of there. Amen. Be a protestant. I think I think I'm allowed to say hell. I think I think it's I think maybe not. Some of you, some of you, some of you are madder about that than drag queen story hours. Your local library. That's okay. You don't have to say amen. I, I know. I know when I hit a home run. Some of you are madder about that. So, coach, what 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 are you saying? I'm saying, man, we got to wake up because victory is within our grasp. Victory is really and truly, it's within our grasp. But not if we don't understand that that Presbyterian church down on your corner is the enemy. I'm telling you, it's become the enemy. That Lutheran church, how about that? That happy, slappy, uh, charismatic thing, that's become the enemy. Because it has done nothing but to turn your entire Christian focus inward on you and the blessings that you're going to get. And the, so I remember that. Thank you, Lord. Boy, I love the Holy Spirit. Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Pull that up there. When was the last time this was sung in your church? Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. When was the last time, huh? Some of you probably, I bet your grandkids, I bet your children never even heard of it. Open my eyes, Lord, I want to see Jesus. Onward, Christian soldiers. Do you have the lyrics? Can you pull the lyrics up there real quick? Hey, folks, this stream of consciousness is Holy Spirit, okay? And you, don't, you can get mad if you want to. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there. I heard the Holy Spirit. Okay, okay, somebody out there, can you tell me last time this was sung at your church? I'm gonna wait. With the cross, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Uh, oh, he's, I, I see. I, I just wanted the lyrics. I just wanted the lyrics. It doesn't matter. It ain't that big a deal. Huh? The idea that the church would stand up and go to war doesn't it isn't even it's nowhere in American Christianity. There it is. Onward Christian soldier marching as a war with the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads against the foe. You mean we got a foe? Forward into battle. See his banner go. Onward Christian soldiers marching as the war with the cross of Jesus. Going on before, at the sign of triumph, Satan's host doth flee. We cower in fear, waiting for the rapture. On then, Christian soldiers, on to victory. Hell's foundations quiver at the shouts of praise. Brothers, lift your voices, let your anthem raise. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before, like a mighty army, 
moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. We are not divided, all one body. We, one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Onward then, ye people, join our happy throng. Blend with ours your voices in the triumph song. Glory, laud, and honor unto Christ the King. This through countless ages men and angels sing. You sing out in your church, they throw you out. Somebody give me a thumbs up. You sing out in your church today, they throw you out. I got I to play this now. I got to play this now. I'm going to get you, Myra. Mel, I want to hear about your uh, what happened with you yesterday. I got some other stuff I want to know, but I'm, I'm on something. I want you to pull up. Uh, where, where is it, Coach? Where is it? Pull up. Pull up. Oh, my goodness. Clint Eastwood there. Pull him up for me, if you will. See, which one is that? I got to huh. – look, this is funny if it wasn't so sad. This is, this is funny if it wasn't so sad. Go ahead. Okay, where do you want me to stand? Right in front of the mic is good. Please, we don't praise you guys just want me to read some hymns? Oh, these are better than hymns. Way more inspiring and relevant. Oh, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness, I know. But when the world has seen the light, they will dance with joy like we're dancing now. Yeah. This is a religious song? Yeah. About God. Yes. The Bible God. That's the one. Ugh. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you, because I want to know you more. I want to touch you. I want to see your face. So you're telling me that people sing this stuff in church? Yeah. Men sing this in church. Well, usually just the guy in the praise band sings it. Everyone else just puts their hands up in the air and sways to the soothing soft rock rhythm like they're at a Phil Collins show in 1986. Well, that sounds about right. Freedom, 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 freedom. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. You sure I got the right words here? Because this doesn't much sound like church music to me. What does it sound like? Like what would happen if my six-year-old granddaughter married a Care Bear and they wrote their own wedding vows. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. This is worse than the script for Pink Cadillac. All right, next song. Ugh. What's the matter, Clint? Well, I guess I'm just a bit confused. This Christian music doesn't really talk about grace or forgiveness in any meaningful way. In fact, a lot of it doesn't even mention Christ by name. Right, so what's the problem? Well, since Paul says in Colossians 3.16 that the purpose of sacred music is to teach people who Jesus is and what he's done for us, you'd think that people who write sacred music today might at least want to name drop the Son of God into one of their little ditties. (laughs) Yeah, you'd think that, but no. I will call upon your name. And by call upon your name, I mean never actually say your name in this song. When oceans rise, I'm gonna sing the theme from back to the future because it's pretty much the same chord progression. Dude, why are you making fun of all our songs? Well, maybe it's because I don't much care for it when Christians toss their greatest musical treasures in the garbage in order to sing a bunch of Josh Groban knockoff barely religious cheeseball ballads for soccer moms. 
Oh, what, you know something better? Well, how about this? Now I will cling forever to Christ my Savior true. My Lord will leave me never, whatever he passes through. He rends death's iron chain. He breaks through sin and pain. He shatters hell's dark thrall. I follow him through all. Dude, that was awesome. Can we record that with the band? Are they any good? Oh, we've got the best praise band in the state. These guys can play anything. All right, let them know the song has three sharps and seven chords. Yeah, okay, well, never mind then, Mozart. Amen, right? Amen. 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 The church has been been captured, friends. We have a captured church. Go ahead, Myra. Pray us in here. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. How are we doing? The reading today is going to be from Ezekiel 3, 20 through 23. Get that NIV out of there. Hang on a minute. Get that NIV out of there. We do the we do the manly gospel here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It is written. Thank you, Spencer. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. What? Go ahead. Yes, coach. I thought we wanted to open our eyes. We want to see Jesus, I thought. (laughs) Because thou hast not given him warning. Because I haven't given him a warning. Is that what it says? Because thou, you, because you haven't given him a warning. Go ahead, Myra. He shall die in his sin and his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered. But. 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 Go ahead. His blood will I require at thy hand. Wait a minute. This righteous guy falls, and I'm not going to say anything to him because I, you know, I don't want to get involved and I don't want to be offended. And I see it going on, and it ends up he gets arrested, a child poor, while he was in jail, his life's destroyed. Going to require him my hand. I'm responsible. Go ahead now, Ira. Yes, coach. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live. Because he's warned also thou hast delivered. You have delivered your own soul. You no longer have blood on your hands because you warned him. Go ahead. Yes, coach. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Evidently, something happens to those who think they are righteous and fall. I thought once saved, always saved. That's what they told me in that evangelical church I used to go to. <laughs> go on, Mel, or uh, Myra. Yes, coach. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me. And he said unto me, Arise, go forth into the plain, and I will there walk with thee. Talk with thee. Talk with thee. Talk with thee. Then I arose and went forth into the plain, and behold, 
the glory of the Lord stood there, and the glory which I saw by the river of Shabar, and I fell on my face. If you open your eyes and want to see Jesus, if you ever do that, you will not be able to stand. You will fall on your face. Go, uh, go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. The anointing's already here. It's already here. So Mel, Mel had to go to court yesterday. She told me, she, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here. Tell us what happened, Mel. Remember, she was down. She got uh, accosted by the police down there when we were down at Dayton. They uh, uh, broke the car window, drug her out of there, tased her, threw her in jail. Yesterday, she had her hearing. What happened yesterday, Mel? So, I mean, I was presented with a lose-lose situation. There was really, there was no good option for me yesterday. So That's because the courts are wicked, see. The courts yeah. are, the government's wicked and the courts are wicked. Go ahead, Mel. So um, I accepted the plea deal and um, pleaded guilty to obstructing. So the charge, the charge that they pulled me over for driving, you know, with a suspended license, they found me innocent of that because I was unknowingly driving with a suspended license. And I, I told them, I said, you know, I had a driver coming and, and we found it. We found a case that not a case, but a situation in their police beat that happened just a few months before somebody was driving without a license and they let his wife come and drive him away. So, I mean, but so anyway, I, w I didn't have a chance really to tell my story yesterday, but the one, well, there's, there's some good things. I was able to uniquely minister to those ladies in jail, which I, I really feel like God put me there for a reason. So praise God for that. But the other thing is that um, I waited and made them um, produce the videos, the, the body cam video. So I waited. Um, and so I have all those now. So good, good. You know, there's nothing to say that I can't tell my story in some other way, either through the courts or through the court of public opinion on social media. So I've got those in my back pocket. Um, I'm not ready to work on that today yet. Yeah. But what I am working on today no jail or anything, though, right, Mel? No time, just time served and all that. And I, I suppose a fine and all that stuff, but it's all over now. Right. It was just money and injury yep. to me and, you know, all that happened, the, the whatever. So, but, um, but anyway, but what I did do today is I sent out 285 emails to the Liberty Action um, distribution list. And if you're on that list, you'll be receiving that email. I put that together this morning. And you can multiply this effort by sharing it in your sphere of influence. Um, you can also go to the current action page and copy and paste the current action link and put that out on social media sites. Vinny was sharing in the pre-show that he shared it in his platform and he already got 3,000 views. So, you know, we can multiply this effort by working together. It is time sensitive. So we want to get this. You need to get your own letters out, and everybody needs to get the word out so that we can. They're going to consider that. Hang on a second. Well, hang yeah. on a second. Spencer, go to the ChristianRevolution.net so people can see what's going on. Because I'm holding in my hand, uh, I'm holding my letter in my hand here that I'm getting ready to send out today. And everyone should do it. Now, we're going to show you. Hang on, Mel. I didn't mean to walk on you like that. At the Liberty Action Network, when you go there, uh, you can you can, uh, you can download these things. Scroll down, Spence. Right there. Boom. Two letters. And there's the letter that's already, all you got to do is copy and sign the letter. That's all you got to do. Copy and sign the letter. 
And one of the letter goes, uh, the instructions are all there. One of the letters goes to the Supreme Court, and the other letter goes to the Bunsen brothers, Brunson brothers, who are the ones who brought the suit. And right there's a great picture of all you got to do. The one that's going to go to the Brunson, bro- the Brunson brothers, you just put a dollar in there. Just give them a dollar and send the, the exact same letter to them. That way they can track how many the Supreme Court actually got. Am I making sense here, Mel? Everybody, everybody follow what I'm saying? Hey, folks, exactly. let's do this. This is so easy to do. Now, let me tell you another thing. Let me tell you another. Some of you, some of the people watching right now really aren't uh, savvy. They don't have a computer. They can't print. They say, what am I supposed to do, coach? Well, you can go right there and uh, you can see who you're sending it to. But all you got to do is put down there and say, I stand with the Brunson case. That's all you got to do. It doesn't have to be fancy. And don't write a real long letter because they're not going to read it. It's just a numbers thing. Say, I stand with the Brunson case. Or please, please uh, uh, take the Brunson, whatever, and then sign your name. And then send it. Boom. Okay. And is this good enough? Am I getting me what I'm saying here? Is yeah. So, Coach... If you're, if to those who are writing a handwritten letter, number two in the steps talks about that. If you're writing a handwritten letter, it kind of gives you some words. It gives you the case number to put into the letter. So number two in the steps is for you if you're writing a handwritten letter. And you put a dollar in there because it helps. It helps uh, the Brunson brothers uh, help pay for all the work and everything they've done. What they got a million? What they got a million letters? They're they're in. The, they're, they've, they've been getting a lot. So we got to do it, look, folks. You got to do it today, okay? Because it has the case is slated for January sixth, so we want the Supreme Court to get it. Supreme Court say, "Wow, we got a million letters. People want this done." Okay, so try to try to get on top of that today. So it's all right there to Christian Revolution. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, get my brain working here. It's all there to Liberty Action Network, and uh, click for background on the case. Share it with your friends. Get your friends. Make copies. If you have a copier, make copies. Give it to your friends. Take it to your church groups. Hand it out to them. Get other people to sign them. Mail them in. This is this is grassroots a- activism at its best. Mel, anything else on this? No, that's it, Coach. Thanks. Okay, Tom, appreciate your work. And sorry you got arrested. And it, it it's all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um. Catch my breath here. Make sure. Uh, Keith, come on in real quick. Then Mike McKee. Then I'm, I'm, I'm just getting yes, started. According to Telegram, they sent out a uh, letter. They got 12,000 responses from that, and they're ecstatic for the help they're getting. They were really appreciative. It's posted on uh, Telegram. Okay, Keith, thanks. Thanks. Same thing, man. Let's do this. Come on, man. Let's do this. Let's do this. Mike McKee. Hey, Coach, I decided last night when I printed this out, print a third copy because what this is unprecedented this is huge for me it is anyway having been involved in vietnam and law enforcement and other things i kept a third copy because i want to be able to frame it and 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 when it's you know the chances of this happening are unprecedented but Amen. two two common people get their voices heard that'd okay, be so great folks, folks yesterday uh, uh not this is not a promotion self-promotion I, I did my Bridie Allen show on this yesterday. It's the entire Bridie Allen show I did on this. And I want you to understand this. This is not an appeal. This is not an appeal to overturn the election. That's not what this is. What the Brunson brothers have discovered is that every one of the elected officials who did not call timeout and investigate the complaint, a hundred 
House of Representative members wanted to have this election further looked at. Now, let me let so let's say what well, this happened to us, by the way. But let's say you and your wife and your neighbor had somebody come by and cut down all the trees in your yard. And you and your wife and your, and your neighbor went to the local police and said to the local police, hey, somebody cut down our trees last night. Somebody cut down our trees. And the local police, what if their response was, oh, nobody cut down the trees. Nobody cut down the trees. So, oh, yes, I did. Yes. Come, you can look at, no, we're not even going to investigate. Nobody cut down the trees. They wouldn't get away with that, right? But a hundred elected officials said on January 6th, hey, something's wrong here with this election. They are required, friends, by statute and their oath to the off of the their oath of office to investigate the complaint. Required by law to do that. And the 350, I think it is, elected officials who said, no, we're not going to investigate that, son, are in dereliction of their duty. Do you understand? So this is not a this is not a petition to overturn the election. It's a petition to hold our elected officials accountable for not doing their job. You, do we understand that? So you shouldn't go out and share this with people and say, hey, we're going to get that election overturned. That's not, what this is, that's not what this is about. It's about the fact that they are required a redress of grievances when we show up with a complaint. They are required to investigate it, a 10-day investigation, and they didn't do it. So they are in violation of their oath of office, which is what? All enemies, foreign and domestic. That's what this whole thing's about. I don't want to get bogged down on this, but I think it's important that you're not, we're not selling this as overturning the election. Because obviously, the Luciferian left has done a great job of muddying that so much that people think that's tinfoil hat stuff, right? Tinfoil hat. Boom. Oh, man, I got so much to go on. My wife turned me on to Micah this morning. That sounded, that sounded sexy. Uh, Micah 6. Micah 6. Pull that up there if you could for me. I love my wife. <clears throat> this is our this was her our reading today from uh, uh, Operation Save America. They do a, a Bible reading schedule. Michelle follows it uh, very well. Did it some more. Micah six and Micah four, by the way, both. Now I want you to read this and ask yourself if the modern American church is is patterning pattern pat. Pattern, pattern. If we're, this is a pattern. Of the, huh? Is this it? Is this what the American church is doing? Or is the American church doing what Clint Eastwood just said to us here? Hear ye now, uh, hear ye now what the Lord says. Are you hearing, Clay? You ready to hear what the Lord says? Here's what he says Arise, contend thou before the mountains. And let the hills hear your voice. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy. And ye strong foundations of the earth. Remember Psalm 2? For the Lord hath a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. Again, in my mind, 
Israel were his people. Today, we are his people. He has a controversy with his people. Who does? The Lord does. The Lord has a controversy. In other words, Lord's got a few questions he'd like to ask you, church. Oh, my people, what have I done unto you? And wherein have I wearied you? You testify against me. Say, what? Yeah, homos in church? Divorces in Christian life? What? What? You're testifying against me, he says. For I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I saved you, redeemed you out of the house of servants. And I sent before you Moses and Aaron and Miriam. Oh, my people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, consulted and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him from Shittim unto Gilgal, that you may know the righteousness of the Lord? Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? So how do I, how do I restore this relationship here? Wherewith shall I come before the Lord I'm sorry, will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams? In other words, if I've been selling this other gospel, this open your eyes, I want to see Jesus gospel, am I going to be able to please him by bringing a bunch of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give him my firstborn, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? Verse 8, no, he hath showed you, old man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require thee but to do justly, to love mercy, mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Time out a minute. When's the last time you heard a sermon on that? Open my eyes, Lord. He hath showed you, I'm sorry, verse 9. The Lord's voice. The Lord's voice crieth unto the city. And the man of wisdom shall see thy name. Hear ye the rod, and who hath appointed it? And there yet, are there yet the treasures of wickedness in the house of the wicked? In a scant measure that is abominable? Shall I count them pure with the wicked scales? With a bag of deceitful weights? For the rich men thereof are full of violence. The inhabitants of your country have spoken lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. Verse 13, therefore also will I make you sick in smiting thee, in making thee desolate because of your sins. You shall eat and not be satisfied. And your casting down shall be in the midst of thee. They shall take hold, but not deliver. And that which you delivers will I give up to the sword. Thou shalt sow, but not reap. Talking about us who are going along with all this evil. You shall tread the olives, but you shall not anoint thee with oil. Sweet wine, but you shall not drink the wine. For the statutes of Omri are kept, and all the house all the works of the house of Ahab, and you walk in their counsels, that I should make you 
a desolation and the inhabitants thereof and hissing. Therefore, you shall bear the reproach of my people. I won't fill the church with what? I won't fill the church. Go to 12 facts on the feds. Hang on, I'll bring you in in a second. I got to get this out. Can you repeat this now? Can we repeat it? Our two biggest enemies are what? The Luciferian government and the sold out Christian church. They are our enemies. I was thinking, I've uh, been given a lot of thought. I don't know if you know this, there's still circulating information on why I ought to be in jail. I don't know if you know that stuff. It's still been circulating out there. Got a picture of me standing with Bill Barr saying now that I'm a government plant, that I'm working with the government and all those lies that are going on. And probably right now behind the scenes, uh, the FBI, because remember, the FBI is wicked. The government is wicked. The FBI is wicked. And the job of the wicked FBI is to make sure they get rid of guys like me and Bill Dunphy because we're not afraid of them. So they have to lock us up. You, you see this, don't you? Huh? If you smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. They're watching right now. Some FBI agent right now is probably taking notes. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. But here's 12 facts. Uh, this is on the Gateway Pundit. I go here every day, Gateway Pundit. It's a good, good place to go. 12 facts on the dozens of federal operatives who infiltrated the Trump crowds on January 6th at the Capitol. Scroll down, number one. Number one, fact number one. Well, if you want to skip one, fact one. <clears throat> the FBI infiltrated the Proud Boys, and their informant exonerated the Proud Boys of any conspiracy. In other words, they put a they put an informant, an FBI agent, in the Proud Boys, probably more than one. And if those agents were in the Proud Boys, infiltrated, and the Proud Boys were trying to overthrow the government, then those agents had the duty to let the, let the FBI know, hey, these guys are going to overthrow the government. But you know what their agents said? Didn't happen. The Proud Boys weren't trying to overthrow the government. Number two, number two, the FBI was recruiting men and women to infiltrate the crowds and work as operatives prior to January 6th. This guy here, they, they were out... They were out looking. They went to Jeremy Brown's house and tried to recruit him as an informant inside January 6th, long before January 6th. And he's come out and he's told that, yada, yada. Number three, go to number three. This is our government. This is our Luciferian government. Folks, they're after Christianity. Fact three, the FBI wiretapped friends and family members, including children, to spy on January 6th protesters. Oh, yeah. Huh? They're laying out there right now. They're taking notes right now. Number four, Luke Robinson, armed J6 protester with earpieces, was dropped from the FBI most wanted list. So this guy was an informant, and somebody pointed him out, and they dropped him off of the list because he was working for the FBI with an earpiece. Number five, at least 20. We know, Folks, this is true. We know this now. At least 20 undercover a FBI and ATF operatives and three undercover police officers were running operations in the crowd on January 6th. At least, at least three of them. At least running operations, trying to get people to do what? Trying to turn a peaceful gathering 
a redress of our grievances, trying to turn it violent. They were trying to turn it violent. We know this now. Who was our Luciferian government? I don't want to talk about Ray Epps. I mean, go ahead. They're after me, not Ray Epps. Come on. Number, oh, you missed some, didn't we? Oh, talking about, okay, number six, Ray Epps. They took him off the list. Ray Epps is out. There's all kinds of information on Ray Epps out there. It's trying to stir things up, and they took him off the list. Eat him up. Why? Because he's working for him. Number seven, disappearing feds from the FBI list. So they found other people who were instigating uh, violence and riots and overthrow. And here we're finding out why, doggone it, they were feds. So they take them off of the FBI list. Number eight, folks, these are these are all truths. These are all facts. Number eight, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to show you the game that's going on. The DOJ finally admits they were running confidential human sources inside the Oath Keepers organization on January 6th. They just convicted Stuart Rhodes. And here, his right, one of his right-hand men was an FBI informant. Now, if Stuart Rhodes was going to overthrow, if the Oath Keepers was going to overthrow America, wouldn't that informant let the FBI know? Hey, you better stop these guys. Better stop these guys. They're getting ready to overthrow the government. Better stop them. But they didn't because why? That's not what they were doing. <laughs> that wasn't what they were doing. Oh, my goodness. It's so wicked, right? And the church, by the way, is believing the government. Number nine. What's number nine? Fact. Former DA agent was pressured to go inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th by an informant friend he was with. So one of the guys has an FBI informant with him, encouraging him to go into the building. Fact. Number number 10. The FBI admitted in November they were running at least eight informants inside the Proud Boys on the morning leading to January 6th. At least eight FBI agents in there. These are facts, folks. Number 11. At least three FBI operatives or cutouts were speaking on the Oath Keepers walkie-talkie app during the event. Three FBI agents communicating with Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers. Never notified anybody that these guys were going to overthrow the government. Why? Because they weren't. And fact number 12, January 6th was an intelligent operation run by the U.S. government against the people of the United States. These are all facts. Boom. Now, let me ask you something. What percentage of American pastors have any idea that this is going on? And if they knew, what percentage of those who knew would say, well, it's just a sign of the times. Jesus is coming. It's just, I mean, it's just, the Bible says this is what's going to happen. And meanwhile, They'll let Stuart Rhodes rot in jail, and they'll let those other J6 guys rot in jail because, why? Who knows why? They'll be raptured out of here. I hope. I hope the. I hope the roof opens in jail because some of those guys probably get raptured out too. I assume. Oh, I got to show you this. Go to Mark Dice. I'm going to show you the double talk, the lying, corrupt media. Put this to two minutes and forty seconds. Because did you guys know this? Did you know before January 6, 2020, go to 2 minute 40 mark. Did you guys know that uh, the Democrats were complaining about corrupt elections? You guys know that? You guys know that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were they were complaining about corrupt elections. Mark Dice put this clip together. And you're going to watch some video from Hillary Clinton and others, 2018. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. When was Donald Trump elected? Uh, 2016. So after Donald Trump was elected in 2016, all the people on the left start screaming, the elections are rigged, the elections are rigged, the elections are rigged. And then when Trump gets cheated in 2020 and we say, hey, the elections were rigged, all those same people say, oh, no, no, you're election deniers. Sit back and watch two minutes of it. Go ahead. Congressional hearings. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. For research has repeatedly demonstrated that ballot recording Slow machines down. and other voting systems are Slow susceptible down. to tampering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting start machines. Start again. Can you please start again? In 28. It's important. I want you to hear it, okay? Congressional hearings. 2018. This is after, after Donald Trump was elected the first time. Okay, go ahead. Think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. For researchers have repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tampering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. HBO even aired a new documentary. Okay, so there you go. There you go, folks. And so then when it happens in 2020 when they successfully steal the election, who are the election deniers? You see how this game is played? You see? You see how this game is played? So this is what we're dealing with, folks. This is what we're dealing with. I got 13 minutes left. Who wants to come in? I got more. I got more. Now, look. Look. Listen to me. Republicans cheat, too. The system is corrupt. The system favors incumbents. The system favors the incumbents who are part of the big scam and they keep each other in power. You understand this? And we just saw the Democrats complaining about cheated elections. And now the Republicans are complaining about cheated elections. But the Republicans really aren't complaining about cheated elections, are they? Who is complaining about it? Why, us. Mom and Pop America. We say, something's wrong. We're getting screwed here. And then both sides call election deniers and the Republicans allow those J6ers 
to continue to rot in jail. Why won't the Republicans get the J6ers out? Because you can't trust either group. Joe Allen, come on in. You're absolutely on point, Coach. We need to have term limits for Congress and the Senate. Eight years uh, only, just like the president. Yep. Yeah, well, it was never designed to be a career, that's for sure. That's for sure. Paul, come on in. And Mike. Uh, as long as we're on corruption, just a few quick medical updates. Uh, Todd Kester, he's a lawyer out of the Bahamas and protecting the uh, military from vaccines. He came out with a very um, disturbing cesium-137 was is being put in our insulin now. And as you know, insulin is one of those medications that a lot of people need. And the other thing is Todd Sh- Shira was on my show. His his daughter, who has Down syndrome, was literally killed after they made her do not resuscitate against the wills. And now they're retroactively changing the law where a doctor can say, you are DNR, I am killing you in the hospital. Just an update, it's corruption, it's all good. First family, don't worry about it. That's right, that's right. Uh, you know, like I said, Paul, on, on my on my show yesterday, uh, I was a football coach, sports guy my whole life, and I never, ever enjoyed a victory where the referee made a bad call and we benefited for it. I, I just, I felt dirty, just felt dirty. The referee makes a bad call and we end up winning. Lots happy we won, but... It, there's something to it. And I can't understand why all Americans wouldn't want fair elections for the life of me. I can't understand it. Is it really just about our team winning? Is that really, is that really where we are in America today? Why are there no, if, if the elections are honest and open, then why don't they do an investigation and prove it to us? Why, is it, why would this be so hard? Just say, oh, okay, I want to shut you guys up. We're going to do an investigation. Why wouldn't they do that? By the way, why aren't both sides calling for that? Because the Republicans are benefiting as well. Angie. Yeah, you're so right on that, Coach. I just want to say, you know, we we always talk about wanting term limits, and term limits are really kind of a Band-Aid on it, really, because what they do, again, they recycle the candidates through. If yep. you look at the line, he's been... He's been at the local level. He's been at the Senate. He was our attorney general. Now he's our governor. I mean, they just recycle them. Term limits don't fix the problem. And the problem is because people like you and I are not inside the local county Republican or Democrat, whatever party you are, parties pushing forward good people. And I know that people think that it's rigged and we can't do anything. I'm telling you, the cornerstone of our entire system is the local county party and your local board of elections. And if you aren't in those every month, you will not enact change. We cannot sit on the periphery and complain about the problem if we don't go to the problem. Amen, 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 Angie. And thank, thank God for people like you who have been out in front before most of us even understood what's going on. We trusted our elected officials, and now we see the mess that we have and what are we going to do? Well, we have got to get involved. We've got to get involved. Now, look, are you looking at me? It's dangerous business. It's dangerous business. They'll do everything they can to destroy you. 
dangerous business. Come on in, Jeff, now. I've been to the Republican committees in my county. I've tried the local. Freemasons, witches, Satanists are in these committees. Because, Jeff, why, Jeff, why? Because the pastors are telling good Christian men and women not to get involved. That we're not supposed to involve our religion and our politics. In fact, they told us there's a separation between Christians. That's really what they said, not the church. There's a separation between Christians and government. That's what they told yeah. us. And we, we believe it. And then we're surprised when evil men rule over us. We're surprised by it. Right? Come on, wake up here. We've got to get in. Dale, then Luann, Leanne, I think. Amen, Coach. You asked a percentage of pastors who are actually listening to this. And I'm not talking about the jab, but that percentage is, is you got a better chance of dying of COVID. What is that, 0. 0.0001 or something like that? That's yeah. the percentage of pastors who are actually engaged in this. Second thing is, coaches, and I'm sure you might be aware that uh, today's a very important court date for Cal's Astro and Dr. Coleman Boyd, who are facing violation of their face charges because, as Peter, rather you obey man or God, we're going to obey God. They went to an abortion clinic and proclaimed the gospel, and now they're facing, they might get that revoked and end up in jail today. Well, see, the face face violation ought to be gone because there's no there's no constitutional right <clears throat> to an abortion. <laughs> the law should be null and void. Should be null and void. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm, I didn't realize it was today. I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, Laura Ann, come on in. Uh, good morning. Two, I have three points. If you guys could be, if Al could be praying for Illinois. They're trying to take away our rights to bear arms here. And they're, I don't, they probably already voted on it at two o'clock in the morning because they've already had three assemblies on it that doesn't go through. Secondly, I'm involved in the local level here. Um, I live just uh, 15 miles uh, west of the city of Chicago, and I'm actually running for alderman as a single parent. And so um, to just to try to start change at a local level and because uh, it's crazy here. And then um, thirdly, uh, Coach Dave, can I pray for you? Sure. Sure. Please do. I didn't know if you would let me. So thank you, Lord, for this honor and this privilege of this group and the in the heart of Coach Dave. And thank you that you, you have um, raised up men like Coach Dave to stand up for the truth. And I ask you, Lord God, that you give him a special gift this Christmas that only he knows um, what that gift is and his wife. I ask you, Lord, that you continue to bind their marriage together and protect it. You protect his home, his children, his ministry in the blood of Jesus. I ask you, Father, just to continue to work through him and that whatever weapon is formed against him will not prosper, that you raise up the standard against that, that he just stands firm in who he knows who you are completely led by the Holy Spirit and Father God, every step that he makes as he leads, Lord God, reflects the wisdom that you have given to him and that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that you send garrons of angels to move forward on his behalf. And Lord God, that you will give him the ability to, to um, grace, be filled with so much grace and compassion because he knows in his heart 
that we are like sheep without a shepherd. Move. Compassion is not a weakness. It was one of your strengths, Jesus. So continue to refine that in him with his wife and that they would be completely like-minded and that and that you would just guard him. And I thank you for doing this and thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Amen. 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 I don't know, other than the protection of Almighty God, I don't have any idea why they haven't swooped me up yet. It's uh, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High and bide under the shadow of the Almighty. And anybody who knows me and anybody who knows what we've done have been nothing except the glorification of God in everything we do. That we have, in fact, gone to the wicked and warned them. We have, in fact, gone to our uh, our elected officials and called them out. We have, in fact, gone to our wicked leaders and prayed for them. We have, in fact, done everything we can to see uh, our constitutional republic uh, operate in the way that it was designed to. But we also understand this, that we have an adversary, the devil, who roams about like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He, he's acting like one. He's always mimicking somebody else. And so he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, right? We dwell in the secret place of the Most High, bite under the shadow of the Almighty. And no one can touch me or my family unless Almighty God gives them permission to do it. There's no weapon that's formed against me. It's going to prosper. Or you, any tongue rising in judgment against me is going to be condemned. And anything that happens to me will only happen with the approval or the permission of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What, 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 do I, what do I have to fear? What do I have to fear? Whatever it would be that comes into my life, whoever comes knocking on my door, whatever charge they bring to me, it is done with the approval and knowledge of the King of Kings, right? So if my life is his life, if I'm buried in him and he is in me, what I had to fear. What if we all walked in that way? What if we all walked in that idea that, you know, somebody has got to go push back the brush. Somebody's got to go lay down their body. Somebody's got to go lay down their life. Somebody has to do that. It's always been that way. Do I want to? Do I want to? Huh? Does Bill Dunphy want to go to jail? No. Why? Why? Well, because that's the way the game's played. You trust in the Lord with all of your heart and you lean not into your own understanding, but in all the ways you acknowledge God and he will direct your path. That's the, that's the Bible I follow. Do I have my wants and my desires and things I wish and things I don't wish? And Yeah, yeah of course. Do I, have, do I have troubles and tribulations and headaches? Yeah, of course I do. Huh? I thank God, Romans 5, for all the problems and trials that I have. They develop patience and patience develops character. Boy, we could use some character, couldn't we? Patience develops character, and character develops hope, and hope doesn't disappoint. It doesn't disappoint. So I'm going to stay on this path. I'm going to do what it is the Holy Spirit calls me to do. I'm going to say what the Holy Spirit calls uh, uh, enables me to say, and I'm going to let the chips fall wherever they may. But I'm in the Lord's hands, and they ain't going to touch me unless he says it's okay. So let's go get them, man. We're in a war. Let's engage. Let's go fight. Let's destroy the enemy. Let's take on the wicked one. huh? 
the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The FBI, the CIA, the DHS, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Amen. See you tomorrow.